comic book fans everywhere, you are now listening to the official Crossover Comics Podcast with your hosts at JJ's Comic Stuff and at Longbox Entertainment. What is going on, everybody? You are listening to the Crossover Comics Podcast. I am your host, Jeremy, with my co-host, Michael, a.k.a. Longbox Entertainment, and we have a special guest today for our DC Studios drama topic. We've got Bird Boy Grayson from TikTok in here. What's going on, man? Hey, guys. I'm here to talk drama. <laughs> I was and you look like you're fully prepared for it, too. I am always oh, prepared to, to talk shit. About to it is so, okay, where, where do we start with this nonsense, gentlemen? Well, JJ... <laughs> Should 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 we start at the beginning where they brought in? Okay, so what was it? Two months ago, they brought in James Gunn and Peter Saffron as co-chairman and co-CEOs of DC Studios, right? Yes. Is that two right. months? My God. Okay, I'm just making sure I'm getting my facts straight here. What's hmm. that? Was that is that really two months? Jesus. Yeah, yeah. It's already been like two months, and people. It's. It feels like it's been forever, but it also feels like it just happened because, like, two weeks ago, people were super happy about it, and now everybody's mad about it. Uh, yeah, that it's, is true. It's, it's we got the DC crazy fans, fans out there sending threats and all type of stuff to James Gunn, and I'm like, dude, all that ain't even called for. It, it's it's gotten to the point where check this out. There is a now a uh, anti fan account, right? It's called Fire James Gun, and it actually has 590 followers so far on Twitter. Oh my god! There's a hashtag Fire James Gun, which has been trending on Twitter since this morning, along with Boycott WB. Wow! This is all over Henry Cavill. You really cast. gotta be getting some traction on something to get trending on Twitter for anything. And the fact that wow. Fire James Gun was one of the top ten things trending on Twitter this morning is ridiculous. Wow. The fact you, you, you get rid of Henry and this is what it starts, man. <laughs> like, dude. And that's the thing. Like, they mess with like Superman. Uh, Longbox, you had said something like right before we uh, got onto the podcast today. You said something about have I heard about all the drama between the manager, Henry Cavill's oh, manager yes. or whatever. And from what the brief amount of time I had to look it up and research something real quick, from what I saw, it doesn't even have anything to do with him not playing Superman. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, it, it, oh. it, it, he had apparently gotten rid of his manager, like, two months prior to this. Okay. And it wasn't even, it's... it didn't have anything to do with Superman or DC. It was just he wanted new management. Okay. Because I knew um, that his manager is the same manager of the rocks because that's the who rocks. also happens to be the rocks ex-wife yes yes, yes, yes. interestingly so, enough because they're they're production partners which is also interesting so it's like i don't know man things are interesting i feel like henry was being used anyway i feel like the rock was using henry to get more butts in those seats Oh, 100%. And, like, you know that's what he was doing because he actually went around um, because the old president of D.C. was Walter Hamada. And he went around Hamada's back after he had already said no to putting Cavill in that mid-credit scene. And The Rock just did it anyway. So what are you going to do? Tell the star of your movie no? Henry Cavill getting uncast as Superman. Yeah. Before James Gunn and them even took over. Well, I mean, they couldn't oh, yeah, really I, I, annoy I The Rock. So because, like, the, he was headlining two major DC movies coming out in a very short period of time. Like, if you anger The Rock, he won't work for you. <laughs> it is true. It is true. Yeah, but it, it that investment didn't really pan out. They thought it would, though, because they because thought he's I, the next... I, if like, you look at how much they spent on that movie and how much they made, they lost money on that movie in terms of what Hollywood deems a successful movie. True. It, I mean, it yeah. did not I mean, pull the numbers that they wanted it to at all. And the movie was mediocre. It was still mediocre at the same time. It's just watchable. It's already like, streaming. 
it's already like, it's streaming on HBO. But it's mediocre. Like that movie, it's literally it's who who was That movie it that was in and out of theaters so fast I couldn't even I didn't even have time to go see it in theaters. That's who was it in uh, crossover comics that said it's basically Transformers? <laughs> I don't know. Who said that. All right, I know you're watching this. Whoever said that, please comment and let us know who you are because I know it's one of you. I think ah, I don't know, Loco Year, one of you. Anyway, <laughs> somebody said you can just blame it on one of them, <laughs> right? Somebody <laughs> said that the movie is basically just Transformers, and I agree. I agree because it was all action, no story. It was like if Michael Bay directed a superhero movie. Exactly. Most definitely. I can actually see that happening in the and next I am not years. a Michael Bay fan. <laughs> I just know DC is just crazy, you know. But my thing is, and I know I've said my thoughts on the whole Henry Cavill thing a lot. I'm very opinionated on Henry Cavill and on, you know, the boy loves the Snyder Superman. and all this stuff. Okay. I love I love this man. Okay. I love him. So <laughs> I just want to know, what are your thoughts on the whole like Henry Cavill being fired? Like I really want to pick y'all's brains, you know? I have so many thoughts. I think if they I really so want many. a clean slate to start with. If they really want a clean slate to start with, that's what they have to do. Okay. My turn. Okay. Um. So. Oh yeah. yes, the floor is yours. <laughs> Jesus. Um. I, so I remember when we were talking about it in Discord, there was I sent out this really big message that was essentially my thoughts condensed, which was that if they were going to keep Henry it would have caused James Gunn and Peter Safran more issues than it was worth because then they have to acknowledge the Snyderverse and they have to work around the Snyderverse. Realistically, if we want to look at a cinematic universe and how one is laid out and and also the history of cinematic universes in the last six years, we've had the MCU dominate the playing field. We've had Universal try the Monsterverse, which made it to one movie. Um... And then we've had the DC Extended Universe, which had a group of movies that where three of them made sense, and then the rest didn't make any sense. So there was this really disjointed universe. And then Image, that you could created. argue, just kind of tried to start their own little universe there for a second with Paper Girls, yeah. and it just flopped immediately. Oh, yeah, 100%. I feel like Image are more like, they're more interested in getting projects out of the door than necessarily connecting them like they've had invincible be really popular they've got um paper girls on the way i think Radiant yeah they don't Black they don't have optioned. like a shared universe for their characters they don't have like a set character roster they have stories yeah true well like they even had um the old they have, God. like spawn they have witchblade they have you know a couple characters like that but well spawn spawn is just the never-ending trouble story of Hollywood where they can't seem to get this goddamn spawn project off the ground. Um, but they're still seeing success. Todd McFarlane. <laughs> Just saying, I blame Look, Todd. To be honest, Todd McFarlane and, is see, the that's new the thing. Image Alan is Moore. having like great success right now, but Image isn't their their mainstay spawn isn't what's selling. It's everything else. Like eight billion genies is doing really well. It's all their it's all their independent creators that are selling everything. Their in house stuff just doesn't sell. That's because Spawn isn't written well. Spawn <gasps> actually kinda sucks. When it comes when it comes when it comes to the writing. When it comes to the writing, don't And this is how the crossover comics please. podcast got cancelled overnight. <laughs> <laughs> please. It's Ten just minutes into episode seven. <laughs> It's, it's the writing, guys. Come on, come on. Let's be real. Let's be real. No, 100%. When the last time you read a Spawn comic and you was like, oh my gosh, this right here, this is a banger. This is on level with like Watchmen or like Dark Knight Returns or something. No. Um, I can no win because I've never read that. a Spawn comic. It's pretty art. 
just pretty art, bro. That's all it is. Pretty art. It's pretty to yeah. look at. Yeah. The Spawn comics are like a long trudge through very deep mud trying to get yes. past plot points. <laughs> when one of your most popular characters is only popular at one point because he's crossing over with another company's character, that's when you know you've run into a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because with the Spawn Batman thing coming up soon, they got, they've already got... Um, she one's out. Their prices on Spawn books are going up now. It's already out. Yeah, Not all of a sudden, all sucks. of a sudden, now the value of Spawn books is going up. Not much, yeah. but it's going up. Which I haven't seen Spawn books rise in value in. 15 it it'll years. crash in like a month. That is. That's usually what happens. Anyway, but Superman. Yeah. Anyway, we just went out on a tangent. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> on, on image. Our, I mean, our listeners, they should be used to it anyway. We're, we're random out here. It's all love. Yeah. But um, my thing is, okay, I like Henry as a person, and I can see that he cares for the character. The way he talks about Superman in interviews, I can tell. But I hate to say this, and I know this might make people mad, but I'm on here to say the controversial thing, okay? Oh, no. Let it out, Henry... Man. Henry is a sellout. Explain. Sellout. And I'm I'm going to explain why he's a sellout. I will say you. I hope you're going to explain. <laughs> you better have an explanation, because, young man. Think about, <laughs> think about it like this. Think about it like this. Okay, he was playing The Witcher, right? And he said he said that one of the reasons. He left The Witcher is because, I mean, mostly because he wanted to play Superman, but also because he felt like Netflix wasn't taking the source material seriously. 100%. I agree with that 100%. Okay. All right. So keep that in mind. So, Henry, you left The Richard, one of your other passion projects, because they weren't taking the source material seriously. Okay. Then your other passion is playing Superman, but you literally let Zack Snyder run that character through the ground. An actor in fantasy doesn't have much control over the project. Like, I I could understand that, but you know, if it was me, if it was Longbox Entertainment playing Superman, I would have been like, no, Zack, I'm not breaking Zod's neck, Zack. No, Zack. I'm not letting my father die through a freaking tornado, (laughs) Zack. I'm gonna be like, no, Zach. Like, no, me, me but, and Zach. But up. Henry, we already he booked for the win. He may have let that slide. I feel like if he, the only reason he may have let that slide though is because he could use he could always rationalize it with it's an alternate universe because it's comic books and there are the multiverses in comic books. So that's what the MC that's what the MCU did. They made that you know we're an alternate universe. You know we're not associated with the comics, even though we're just calling ourselves six one six, even though that's what the comics are. But we're not going to get into that debate. I I will get heated if we talk about the six one six thing. You know what? Oh no! Like I said, like I could go back and forth. Like I'm with I'm with Ms. Marvel on this one. Like you know what? That whole alternate universe shit. And excuse my language. Excuse my language. But like, I I get it. It's separate. It's different. But at the end of the day, okay. Okay. Batman v Superman took a lot from the death of Superman, right? That's a main continuity story. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. You look at Justice League. That was basically the new Fifty Two Justice League origin without Darkseid. Mm-hmm. That was main continuity at one point. Mm-hmm. At one point. Mm-hmm. Let's look at Marvel. Infinity oh War and Endgame. That's basically the Infinity Gauntlet, Infinity War, Infinity Crusade story. Mm-hmm. That's main continuity. Minus Adam Warlock. Minus Adam Warlock, of course. For now. 
Look at look at Captain America Winter Soldier. Main continuity. Their biggest stories are always taken from the main continuity. Always. That's what they like to adapt. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm because saying? Because they've got the source material to go they from. Got the source material. Really, Ben Affleck's Batman now, script is the only one that I was like got, remotely that. original. And I hate to say this. And actually, no, I don't hate to say this. I want to say this because I love <laughs> pissing off the Snyder coat. I I get high off of it. So, <laughs> Zach, and, and, and I hate to say this, Zach is the greatest DC villain of all time. You've said Zach this before. Snyder, okay. He single-handedly destroyed the DC universe so much, even an imaginary mind like James Gunn couldn't even fix this shit. He was just like, you know what? We got to start over. Imagine that. Let that seek in, people. Speaking of starting over, according to James Gunn, as of December 14th on his Twitter, he says that we will be getting our first news for the slate, first slate of DCU films after the first of the year. So January, we should be getting some kind of news on the first movie. Who's ready for Lobo? <laughs> Oh, dude, I'm first so ones. ready for Lobo. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I am so ready for Lobo. Main man. Especially if the they cast the right person, and we all know who the right person for that role is. Yeah, Danny DeVito's been waiting a long time to play I mean, Lobo. If, dude, We're really if, excited for him. If they do not <laughs> recast Aquaman as somebody else and put Jason Momoa in as Lobo, they are missing out on a golden opportunity. He's all he'd have to do is paint himself. He's already built like a box <laughs> and he's already got the hair and the beard. So I mean <laughs> Yes. That's it. That's how you dye his hair a little darker black and then you're good to go. Like <laughs> I'm just worried more about Batman he's, for he's this Lobo. new universe. Like they already have one Batman that's doing really well. They, well. Are, they have said Pattinson's Batman trilogy isn't going anywhere. Like they're not getting rid of it. Yeah, I'm all just worried that so like that, the, that's still the set to go forward. But you know what? I'm not even worried about the audience getting confused. You want to know why? Because if you can't differentiate that Robert Pattinson's Batman is in a whole another universe versus whoever the new Batman is going to be, let's be real. Would you even like want to go see these movies? Like, would you like care? You might go see it on a whim because one of your friends want to go see it, but you're not like the main like audience. Like for like, they wouldn't care. Like, you yeah. know, the general audience just wouldn't care. Like, they would just be like, "Oh, it's a different." Actually, they're probably gonna think, you know, they're the same guy or something. I don't know. Like, well, I mean, with the a, start of a new like, universe, I don't know why you wouldn't capitalize and have Pattinson be the Batman of that universe. There's no set rules. Like, you could realistically work it around that universe. You could. You could. I, I do agree. You could. A few years think, down the line in the story or whatever, he meets up. The with only reason I think they wouldn't was Batman because I think James Gunn right? probably so. wants a Bat family. Yeah. Oh, God, and I hope they do one right. And honestly, Alex, that's a good way to, you know, for people to see the difference between this Batman and, you know, Pattinson. Give him a Bat family. Give him Robin, Batgirl. All the, have My this boy. Batman is, like, established. <laughs> have this dude in his, in his blue and gray costume, fam. Ooh. You know how cool uh, that would look? That would be amazing. That would be cool. Oh, man. And it would, it would be great. It would be so great. But it who knows? It would be so I, awesome. I'm hopeful for James <laughs> Oh, I, I'm hopeful. It, did y'all see the uh, three Twitter long clap back that James Gunn had for everybody with the hashtag uh, fire James Gunn? Yep. He basically, here, I got it right here for anybody out there listening. He told him to sit down. get to see the Twitter post. I got it in quotes right here. 
So basically he said, and I, like I said, and I'm quoting, one of the things Peter and I were aware of when we took the job as heads of DC Studios was a certain minority of people online that could be, well, to put it lightly, uproarious and unkind to say the least. We were aware there would be a period of turbulence, and we knew we could sometimes we would sometimes have to make difficult and not so obvious choices, especially in the wake of the fractious nature of what came before us, meaning the Snyderverse, and also Walter Hamada handling but this also probably. But, exactly, and then he said. But this means very little to us in comparison to our jobs as artists and custodians in helping to create a wide and wonderful future for DC. So basically he said, shut the hell up and let me do my job. <laughs> in the most professional way possible. You better, James. Because <laughs> you, know, you know what? You know what? I'm glad. I'm glad these fools... These fools on the internet that sending my man, James Gunn, all these... All these death threats and all this other stuff. I'm I'm glad they doing that because James I just hope would know not to listen to them. I just hope that they're giving Peter Saffron the same energy. They not people be, be forgetting which about is Peter bull. Saffron. Because if you're gonna give one of them that energy, you got to give them both because they're co CEOs and co uh, chairman. So I this would is not say that's just kind James of on Gunn Peter Saffron decisions. That's kind of on Peter Saffron. He is not, like, actively being a part of the discourse. He seems to be letting James kind of do everything while he just gets to sit on the sidelines and work on the projects, which I don't think is entirely fair. Like, you are co-chairman. You should be fighting some of the fire as well. Right, but also at the same time, if I'm sitting in Peter's mind, he's not really a guy who's out in the public much. This isn't a guy that goes to conventions. This isn't a guy that goes to the red carpets very often. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, this I, guy so doesn't talk to people. My main argument for that, though, is, like, the DC fan base are looking for faces that they can recognize and ones that they can trust. This was the one thing that Walter Hamada never understood under his tenure at DC, was that he did not speak to the fan base. He was not involved. James has done very well in getting people excited and also directly looking at the feedback and going, this is what we have to say about what we're doing. You guys just have to wait. Peter Safran has done nothing. So right now we can trust James Gunn because he's actually talking to us and he's letting us know what the plan is. We have no idea what Peter Safran is doing. We don't know what he thinks. We don't know what he's like. We know nothing except for what James Gunn tells us. And hopefully when they come and unveil this big new slate of DC movies, hopefully they will have him come out with James Gunn and maybe like both of them present everything, but we can only we'll see. Cause I know, uh, I know that like James, he's going to be more of like the creative side. And then Peter is more of like the business side. Of and things. Peter's back there signing contracts. He's making sure everybody's getting paid. He's talking to managements. He's, he's probably handling all that side of stuff. Whereas yeah, James right. Gunn's visiting the set every day. James Gunn's sitting in the writer's room. James Gunn's sitting in the production meetings. You know, like, he's the one handling all the day-to-day -day stuff. Right. I still think it would help and, if Peter you know, Saffron was around, though. You guys, I really think... I Okay, and I'm glad this is recorded because we have proof. Just in case I'm right, or if I'm wrong. I think James is going to deliver. I think James and Peter are going to deliver on this because you want to know what vibe I get from James Gunn? He's like I get, us. I get Bruce Tim. I get I get like a Paul Dini. I get mm. DC animated universe er, late nineties, early two thousands vibes from James Gunn. And I feel like that's what we would get. Cause look at the stuff that um Bruce Tim and Paul Dini worked on before, you know, BTAS. They worked on Tiny Toon Adventures and like uh, Pinky in the Brain. Like they worked on other different cartoons that had nothing to do with like the serious superhero stuff. And I feel but they like were still great cartoons. They were still great. And I think James, he's kind of followed that same career path almost 
where yeah. he's had, you know, these good comedy, still great projects, and now he's going into something a little bit more serious. I, I hope people don't judge him too bad on, like, his comedy stuff and feel like he can't switch it off. Because I feel like in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, there were some moments that would literally make you tear up. Like Oh, yeah. Like, like there was definitely, like plenty of comedy they were pretty light movies but they had some dark overtones there was a lot of like really serious themes like when rocket goes on his spiel where he's like he calls me a rat you call me vermin like but you know that's serious man like you can tell Mm -hmm. yeah now imagine james taking that writing and giving that to superman and that scene was injected into like a big argument where everybody, where it was meant to be funny at first. You know what I'm saying? Like he just kind of snuck that in there. Like, damn, I feel he, bad. He is for really good now. at mixing <laughs> emotion and comedy. But I, I think we can all kind of agree that DC is a little bit more dramatic than Marvel. So what I, what does worry me True. is that they're going to James Gunn, being a comedic mind, will lean into the comedy aspect of characters a bit too much, and then sometimes we won't get those darker stories. Which I think DC really strives at. But I do also feel like with DC's characters, because they're so serious and overpowered and dark all the time in a lot of the comics, like they need that extra comedy injected into them for like a wider audience of people. 100%. Because I, if I you look at like the Justice the League, uh, like the animated Justice League, there was jokes in every episode. Every episode of the Justice League was funny, at least Especially in certain parts. Yeah. I mean, Wally West was running around Best just flash. acting a fool. Best flash. So. <laughs> true that, true that. I so mean, I'm not opposed to comedy in DC movies. It's because, it's, like I said, with like DC has a lot of like God-tier characters, I guess you could say. Like characters that are overpowered that you can't just like get rid of with a gun and a bullet. You know, Marvel, yeah, they got a lot of super-powered people, but if Captain America gets shot, he still gets shot. He's not bulletproof. I think what, <clears throat> whereas I think, you can't shoot Superman, you can't shoot Wonder Woman, you can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As long as, my thing is, I feel like, you know, there's those type of fans that every time something new comes out, they just want to hate on it before ever seeing it or reading it and all that. Oh, yeah, I, I, I can name off a couple content creators that are like that. Right. And I don't like those type of people. I don't even consider them fans because if you're a fan, why do you just wish bad on these projects? Like, when they you want to be fans. hopeful that it's good? You know? They yeah, like, like everybody's right? always predicting the downfall of the MCU or the downfall of the DCU. It's like, right. why do you guys root for this? Exactly. We went for so long as nerds without, like, this much content for ourselves mm-hmm. to consume. Like we were so limited for so long, and now is it in the bad last 10, to kind of blame years, Star Wars for that? Everything. We've wanted it more, and now everybody's like, "Oh, it's gonna fail!" Oh, there's too much. I'm like, "How is there too much?" I, I kind of want to blame Star too much Wars to sit for down that. and watch in one sitting. Oh, I'm sorry, you have no like long term patience. Like, if I want to sit down for a movie day, it's from the time I get up and eat breakfast until the time I eat dinner and go to bed. Like. You could take phase one and have that your whole weekend, man. <laughs> yeah, true. Alex, what were you saying about uh, Star Wars? I mean, <clears throat> that that whole kind of mentality of like wishing something was failing, I didn't see it that much until The Force Awakens came out. And then after that, it was just every project. Like, whether the project was good or not. Like, everyone just wanted something to fail in Star Wars. And then, for some reason, it was, like, after that, it started to bleed out into other fan bases as well. Like, Marvel got it, DC got it, and I kind of want to blame the Star Wars community because they were one of the most vocal communities that were so negative about projects that were coming up that everyone else was kind of like, oh, we can do this. We can. This is cool. weird because that's exactly how, like... When the prequels were coming out, I was like 9, 10, 11 years old. And I remember because that was the first Star Wars content anybody had gotten in like 20 years since the first trilogy had come out. And the Phantom Menace, at first, everybody loved that movie. Everybody loved that movie when it first came out. 
it was about a year and a half, two years later after Clone Wars came out that everybody hated Jar Jar Binks and blamed yep. that for ruining Star Wars. And they blamed the little kid who played Anakin for a whole lot and like gave him hell. And it's like, the kid was eight, nine years old and he's just doing what everybody around him is telling him to do. You really expect a little kid to be a great actor when it's his first job. You know what I'm saying? That's stupid. On a major and, motion but picture But I noticed well. the same thing happened with Force Awakens. When I went to go see Force Awakens on opening night, everybody in that theater was geeked and screaming and cheering through that entire movie. Not one person in that movie thought that was bad until about six months later. And then everybody yep. was saying, this is the worst thing that ever happened to Star Wars. It's the same thing. And it was older fans of the prequels who hated the new ones. And I'm like, did y'all not learn your lesson? I mean, I'll we just went through this 20 years ago. <laughs> like, it wasn't even that long ago. You know what I think it is, though, guys? I think over the last 10 or so years, there's been a big push in, like, content creation, right? You got people on YouTube, you got people on TikTok, whatever, and we're all giving, like, reviews and stuff. I felt like for a period of time, it became cool to just rag on stuff, man. Like, and I felt like people that, that can't make an opinion for themselves, they watch a video of one of their favorite YouTubers review this movie. They probably watched that same movie and was like, I like that. And then right when they watched that video from that one little YouTuber Whole that thing. they look up to so much, they're like, oh, if they hate it, then... That means I gotta hate it. Even yeah. though secretly they still like the movie. Wait, Longbox, right. are you implying that people when can have like, different opinions? I've told people before. <laughs> Bro, people how dare do. you? <laughs> how dare you insinuate right. such things? Right. <laughs> but like that's that's one thing like no. that I always stress to people, like when I do TikTok lives or when people leave comments, they they'll like say something like, Oh, like I don't want to say anything because I know I'm about to get hate message for this, but or you're going to probably think less of me for this, but I like this movie or whatever, this show, and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I don't care what you like, dude. Like, Bro, live your if, life. If something I said or did makes you not like something after you were liking it before that, then I'm doing something wrong. Actually, I got a good example. Y'all know uh, Orion? Mm -hmm. Orion Scott Comics, right? I love that guy. Shout out to Ryan. He's Big amazing. Right? Me and him, we have completely different opinions on the Snyderverse. Yeah, you do. <laughs> okay? <laughs> yeah, you do. Orion loves Batman v Superman. I can't stand that freaking movie. But. But y'all get we, along just fine. We get along just fine. We still Y'all don't argue. Y'all don't videos. yell at each other. Y'all don't. I mean. Exactly. Exactly. And I, and I just wish people could, like, respect people's opinions. You don't have to necessarily agree with them fully, but you can respect them. Oh, you want to start an argument? Ask the next time you're on TikTok Live and you got a bunch of people in your chat, ask them which they like better, Star Wars or Star Trek. <laughs> no, and watch, and watch, the, watch them freak out. Hey, sometimes them trackies get a little serious, okay? <laughs> I'm both. I, I love Star I Wars. I love Star Trek. And actually, honestly, I probably like Star Trek more than I like Star Wars. But I don't care if somebody else likes Star Wars better. You know, and, like, and JJ, you just Star ruined your comment section. It's two different genres. It's not even the same thing. Huh? You just ruined your comment section by saying that? What was it? <laughs> uh, I don't care. Nah, I, I, like I say, I, <laughs> I always say Star Trek is more realistic Star Wars. It's one is science fiction yeah. and one is space medieval fantasy. Yeah. 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 Yep. Loki. Because if you Star look at Star Wars, Wars is... that's what it is. They're sword fighting, but they have. Why would you sword fight realistically in Star Wars with the technology they have? Why would they, they sword look fight? cool? Why even bother when you can blow up a planet? Like. <laughs> Because George Lucas, he likes samurai movies. <laughs> and so that's another thing. Like it takes a lot from like medieval cultures, whether it's mid yeah. whether it's European or Asian, Japanese, whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
it's a lot of that. But if you look at Star Trek, it's more of like where could the human race realistically get to, and then what might happen around that. Star Trek. I mean, now, even obviously, turn... there's no proven that there's like a bunch of different species and empires out in space, but it could happen. We don't know. Like even in terms of like the military aspect to Star Trek, it is so like accurate. Like, I, like bro, I, I if would that's watch not a Navy episodes, force, then I don't know what it I'm is. Like, that I was like, yeah, yeah. They call man. themselves fleets. They have admirals. They have captains. They have commanders. That's those ain't army ranks. Those are naval orders. Ranks. You know, they they have their they, own they, living. They quarters. have orders. They have an academy. They have to go to. They have you know, it's their own version of West Point, basically. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's literally. I'm like, wow. But yeah, man, uh, shit is just crazy, you know. So okay, let's crazy. let's have fun now. Let's let's speculate. <laughs> let's let's say hypothetically, we get a you, phase one of DC films that's like six movies for their first slate of films. What do you guys want to see? Seven. Those first six. Say we got six in the first slate. Seven, okay. Where, where do you, where would you guys start with those first seven? Yep, yep. <laughs> Is that Jeff Jones. For those who can't see, why don't you, why don't you tell us what they're, what you're holding up there? Okay, for our audio listeners, I pulled out uh, JLA Year One by Mark Wade because I feel like this would be great for a first Justice League movie and I feel like it's right up James Gunn's alley first of all you don't get Batman Superman or Wonder Woman the Trinity not here Mm -mm. Mm -mm. okay you get Green Lantern Hal Jordan Green Lantern uh, Aquaman Black Canary Flash and Martian Manhunter um, I low-key feel like they should take this and, like, combine it with, like, Justice League International. And if they oh. build up to that, of course, still have, like, still have, like, a solo Batman movie or a solo Superman movie. I will say you would have to still have some solo movies in there exactly. because you got to build those characters up and how do they meet up mm-hmm. to form the JLA. You know what I'm saying? There's got to be a build-up. You can't just do what Snyder did and, like, boom, everybody knows each other now. But I don't want, I mean, maybe you could have the Trinity in this movie, but I don't want them to be the focus. I want these other characters to be the focus. So if you do have the Trinity, maybe have them like back at the JLA headquarters running like recon and surveillance while everybody else is out fighting. Actually, no. no, I will have, I will have them get kidnapped or something subdued by the villain and those characters will have to save them. Brainiac. Yeah, I was going to say, if, I think Brainiac should be the first big bad of the first phase. Because if you're going to have somebody kidnap the Trinity, the only person who could successfully do that without a lot of effort would be Brainiac. Mm-hmm. He'd be the only one to be able to do it like under everybody's nose without anybody knowing what's going on ahead of time. And it also means for because a ninety percent of people, Batman's gonna sniff that out real quick. We could adapt this for a Superman yep. movie. Good old Superman Brainiac mm. by Jeff Johns. So, Alex, mm. yes. I think that would be the perfect Superman solo Superman movie. But my only thing that I will change, you know how in the book that is technically the first time like superman fights the real brainiac because before that it's just been scouts right yeah drones basically or drones i would make it that in the first superman movie he fights brainiac but it's not the real brainiac it's drones and then for the yeah. justice league movie that's, that's when, when brainiac's he fights. mothership shows up yes yep Yep. James Gunn, put us in the damn writer's room, fam. Stop playing. <laughs> I can't give you dialogue, but I can give you guide points, man. Oh, yes. Um, I, I have a project that I would like to see um, in the first phase because I think while 
it's really cool and all to have the big spectacle and leading to the final point. I think some of the best movies that come out of cinematic universes are the ones that are grounded and more close to what something that Marvel has done very poorly is creating films about everybody else. Everything has to be the end of the world. So my dream project for the first phase is Mad Love. Um, I think Mad Love mm. is one of the perfect places to start considering Harley Quinn is a major selling character. It will actually villainize the Joker for once in this relationship, which is a great way to start a cinematic universe. And depending on how you adapt it, you can lead into... Am I allowed to say that? I'm just going to say Task Force X. Um, or... I was say, Harley dude, we're not Ivy. on TikTok for this, so... <laughs> you could either lead into a Poison Ivy thing, or you could lead into Suicide Squad. You have two options that you can lead out of that, which could then later serve a potential... Where is it? Justice League versus Suicide Squad. Later down the line. Mm. Okay, oh, you I love you, Alex. I really do. <laughs> that, 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 I really do. That, dang. I just got like a little goosebump. Not gonna lie. <laughs> There's so much you can do with mad love. I, I, and I, I think it's that. important. Great. Just... Yeah. I was just about to get on that. Yeah. That would, that Mini would series be my though. Not movie. Mini series. Agreed. Eight episodes. So, because we we've seen what they do with a Green Lantern movie, I don't know if we need that again. Actually, you know what I I would want. So, mm, I don't know how. So, I always had this idea of Hal Jordan being the Green Lantern for his his the solo Green Lantern movies, right? But I would want Jon Stewart to be the Green Lantern in the Justice League movies. Yes. Yes. Now, for a TV show, I don't. I, I'm I'm a little I'm a little torn. I don't know if I if I want Guy or uh, Kyle. I'm more itching on Kyle. Kyle. I think he could hold a TV show better. You right? Yeah, yeah. What y'all think? I think I, yeah, I, think Kyle, Kyle. I feel like Kyle Rayner would definitely do, be de- better as a show rather than a movie. We just won't right. say who will cast okay. as Kyle because we'll then get in that trouble. Way... Yes. <laughs> I haven't even heard do from them since that. Don't do that. They 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 cut me off, bro. Like completely. They won't even talk to me no more. <laughs> don't don't um. <laughs> I just want to say that I love little inside the Flash. joke for our listeners and viewers. <laughs> I just want to say I love the Flash, and I do not share the same views <laughs> or the same. Avery, fan if cast. you're listening, you know who you are. <laughs> That's all I want to say. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh... <laughs> oh, that was a funny moment. Yeah, uh, oh man. Yeah, I don't know. I just want time with other characters in the DC universe. You know, I just I want Wally West to be the Flash. I don't want Barry Allen. Yep. Yeah. I agree. We've gotten enough of Barry with the Flash show. They they overdid mm-hmm. with Barry Allen. Honestly, the the show for the Flash should have ended like three seasons ago. And they gave him way too many like Wally characteristics. So. Mm-hmm. They basically want... took Barry Allen and Wally West and merged them into one person. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He had the name of Barry and like Barry's like story plot events, but the personality of like Wally West, which is weird. Because he had a lot of self doubt, which was very much Wally West, you know. And he had covered it up with a himself. lot of humor, which is Wally West. Wally West. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I I I hope. They do. I mean, it's still mentioned Barry, of course, but um, yeah. But have Barry that. like stuck in the Speed Force? 
Because yeah. he stayed stuck in the Speed Force for like you could, what if ten for years a second, in the comics? For a second or third phase, if like you it was a long time bit. he was in the Speed Force, right? You could um you could ah oh, I've got a good, I've got a good idea um if you were to do like if you're leading up to your major event being Crisis, you could have Barry return from the Speed Force and have it be like Grant Gustin for like one show off of like. Barry Allen against the final fight. That would be amazing. And that's Barry. Oh. Because I do like the guy, that actor who plays the Flash in the show. Like, he does very well, but if he was written for even better... You could yeah, have it be like teased. So you could have it be teased like throughout Flash projects. You could have them tease like, oh yeah, he was a CSI, worked at Star Labs. You can mention characters by name, but not necessarily have it be connected. And then, boom, out comes the leather suit. Ha- have from his season voice four. get heard through the Speed Force now and then. You know, like yeah. While he's while he's running at one point, just some just hears something in the background at one point. Doesn't even mention it. Doesn't say anything about it. Just you know, you guys. And then later on down the line, you guys. What if? Because I, I okay, let's stick with that idea, right? Barry comes back. How do y'all feel about having Iris like still in the universe, like? have like you know aunt iris and she talks about her husband you know the good old days every now and then right i kind of see yeah. iris as like the aunt may type character right yeah so what if barry comes back and then we find out later down the line that's not barry it's sabotage that's earball thong oh shit Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Because that's, that's happened in the comics. One time, Thon tricked Wally into thinking that he was Barry coming out of the Speed Force. Because that, that means you, the could, most you could do... Um, for Grant Gustin ever. Like, you could dude, do you Hunter could literally Zolomon. use like, little voiceovers and make him think he's hearing Barry, but when he pulls him out, it's actually the reverse Flash. Yes. And it means that if you were to do a reverse Flash-style character for those Flash projects, it could be Hunter Zolman as Professor Zoom and not the reverse Flash. Could be, yeah. Because Zolomon is Wally's reverse Flash. So, yeah. Yeah. You could do that. All I'm saying, James, is our inboxes are open, my guy. (laughs) James, I know you watched the show. I know you watched the show, James. I also Stop have one playing. request of James Gunn, yeah. and that is well, give hey, this isn't, to isn't me. Isn't he uh, somewhat close acquaintances with uh, Patrick Gleason? I know, I know, I somewhat know Patrick Gleason. Maybe we can work something out. <laughs> get get a word out, you know. <laughs> Wait, where's my Green Arrow? Because I, I, I Green Arrow. Yeah, I think Green Arrow should be a flagship character because there's so much you can do with world building if you bring in Green Arrow. You could have him date Black Canary. If you date Black Canary, you can have the Birds of Prey, and you can properly adapt them this time, which can also then lead into the Sirens. You have so many options. I would like to see Green Lantern, Green Arrow. The only Green Arrow run I've read. <laughs> oh, and DC like, could start doing Arrow, showcases. That, that would be a lot of... Um, if- Building. If they started say, doing yeah, like Green um, Arrow Rebirth is the only one I've actually read, but I would love to see Green Arrow again. If they did like a showcase thing or like um, the special presentations like Marvel, you could have a 50-minute special called um, uh, The Wedding Album, which is Black Canary and Green Arrow's Wedding as like a special presentation later down the line. Yes. Ooh, Alex, you just made me think of something because... I, sort of I like a Guardians of the Galaxy this. Halloween spe- or holiday special. I thought of this. Yeah. Marvel dropped the ball on the titles of their special presentations. They should have never called those special presentations. They could, they should have called those Marvel Spotlights. Yes. Like the comic book series. Yes. The same name. Why didn't they do Bro. that? And DC should definitely call theirs DC Showcases. Bro. Yep. 
Yeah. If my microphone was not on a boom arm, I would drop it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. They dropped the I can, ball. I can do this. <laughs> dropped the ball. They really did. So, James, yeah. <laughs> I hope you're listening. HBO Max, DC Our showcase. inboxes are open. <laughs> and our bank accounts are needing. So, yo. <laughs> need more comics. I'll take just some need more. Hey, look, Shoot, I need they to were sell fund, more comics. <laughs> if they were going to fund the Wonder Twins, they could fund us. Perfect. <laughs> Come on, dude. Come on, DC. We will, we will gladly take a sponsorship and we will give it to you at a discount. Like, bro. <laughs> I also think you should do a trilogy for Batman, not just one film. And I think if you're going to adapt any story, it should be The Court of Owls. Um, I feel like The Court of Owls is the one place you should be starting with a Batman story, nothing else. I do feel like that's the route they're going with Pattinson, though. Well, they're either going with that or year one. I mean, I can see it. Uh, if they were going to do year one, they've pretty much already skipped that. Hmm. Not I just... Oh, stuff. man, I just thought of another idea. I really hope... They bring that universe into the main DC universe. Because what if... Because you know how Catwoman leaves Gotham at the end of uh, the Batman? And she goes to Bloodhaven? What happens if she goes and she gets trained by Ted Grant? Like she did in the freaking comics, bro. Hmm. That would be so... You could set up... Well, and... They need to bring... You could have references... You could have references to a certain blue and black vigilante making waves in Bloodhaven. Just a thought. That would be good. Uh, dude, they need to get a better person to play Dick Grayson than the guy they've had playing him in Titans. He looks good, but he's Thank not you. performing as Dick Grayson. He looks he looks good for the part, but it's it just doesn't work. Oh, also, I got something to say about DC fans. Oh, no. I got something to say. Because I'm glad y'all brought that up about that he looks good. A lot of DC fans, I realize they only like some of these actors because they look the part. Not yeah. necessarily that they play the part right. Mm. Like, yeah. yeah. Did y'all notice that? Yeah, Titans is the worst for it, I think. And I don't know why that is. It's very shallow, if you ask me. Very. Titans oh is God. definitely the worst at it because 90% of those actors do look like their comic counterpart, but that show has awful, awful, awful writing. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because honestly, even like the costume design and the look of the show is fine. It's I don't just... like Nightwing's costume, though. That Deathstroke looked Nightwing's awesome, costume though. could be better. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. But again, the writing is just... Not saying I could do better. I always want to stress that fact when I say stuff like that. Like, if I didn't like an effect or if I didn't like writing on something. I'm not saying I could do a better job. I'm just saying I didn't like it. <laughs> I don't know if it would be that difficult, though, to be better than Titans. <laughs> really ain't. It's, it's, it's pretty easy. No, it's just I've encountered some people that are like, oh, I, they need to just hire me to run the DC studios. I'm like, really? Do you really know what it takes to run a multi-billion dollar right. company like that? I bet you don't. Like, <laughs> like, I don't. I know I wouldn't. I'd run Actually, that company into the ground, I'm sure. Not with the intent to do so, but... <laughs> Longbox, right behind you, there is a book on your shelf that I think they should adapt. It's got a purple spine. And it's on your shelf that's like right behind you. Justice that's League the one. Dark. It's time for the Mr. Yes. Gods. They should definitely do Justice League Dark. I, I, actually talk, I actually talked about this with my wife the other day. I was like, James Gunn is going to give us the Justice League Dark. I know it. I he feel better. it in my bones. I want Zatanna, damn it. And then I don't know, like... 
So you, I would assume, like you're going to end the DC Phase One with like a Justice League versus somebody, right? You would have to do it that way. Probably Brainiac. Either, or at least either do a Justice something. League or a or like a Trinity movie. Right, because I would end Phase Two with Kingdom Come. Ooh, actually, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it in Phase One because you got to age the characters Ooh. up. Oh, actually. But to end phase two, hmm. which would be probably, what, six years down the line from now, minimum? Because you could reintroduce the JSA and have that be a player in phase three. You know what mm-hmm. I would do? You know what I would do? Just to... I, I, I know I... I know I said a lot about the Snyder fandom, but I, I, I'm going <laughs> to give them a bone. Because... I, I, I care. What if we do Kingdom Come and we have that, that that was the the Snyder universe. That was the old universe. We can make that Earth 2, baby. Cause that was my theory. Come, Instead of that was what I said. with Kingdom Come, you would start everything <laughs> with Kingdom Come. I said this. I said this a week ago. <laughs> Bro. Literally, For the record, literally. I didn't hear you say this a week ago, so I don't know. But <laughs> I didn't hear you say, but you know what? Me, I believe you though. Alex, we we always on the same page, so I don't I, all the I, time. I don't, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it one bit. We are always on the same page. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Because keyword, James Gunn said, I he doesn't see Henry Cavill as his young. Superman. But Henry Cavill could play in he can play an older late middle aged Superman, about fifty, I, sixty years old. I would also and like to throw a counter argument again. We still be working with him. I've got a I've got another thought about that. Because he did say young Superman. My immediate thought, and I don't know if I'm right, but he said young. He didn't say Henry wasn't gonna be Superman at all, which immediately threw me here to Son of Kal-El. That would be interesting. That would what be a smart John? move. That would be really smart move. Because you know what you could do? You could differentiate the that two would change everything titles, though. That would change have, my entire. That would change you could everything have, in my like. Like your action concept. comics and your Superman line though. It, it would, but I would love to see that. I really so would. So would I. Cause y'all know I have raved about, I have raved about Sunakayla. Like I, I love it. But the only problem is, we have too many bigoted people in this world. I think that's why it would be smart. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm with Jay on this. Yeah, but at first, of course, it would garner a lot of hate and a lot of heat. But ten years really after is. it comes out, it would be heralded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That because is true. there's this one it scene would be considered in um, one of the most influential comic book movies of all time. If they were to put that movie out, and you'd be leading your cinematic universe Jonathan with Kent as John Superman. Kent. True. Like, but I feel like it's too early. Like, like, I, like, I like you were saying, the stands would lose their freaking minds. Yeah. Nothing has to be too early like because we Gunn don't doesn't know care what about timeline. that. He even came out and said, "I mean, yeah, true, true that. I, I think, I think my thing is, I, I just, I want to see a established Clark Kent first. Actually, I want to make sure can you get the OG Superman right before you get John? Yeah. Because if you ruin John and how much I love that series, I'm gonna be even extra mad. Like I have John. Where you at, boy? Oh." <laughs> I got my boy action figure, okay? Like we we love John. <laughs> because John like honestly John is going to end up being this generation's new Superman. Yeah. As far as yep. the comic books go, if they wanted to get rid and retire Clark Kent, which you know they're never going to do, but if but they, they wanted to at this point, Jonathan Kent is well, John Ken to where they is do this it. generation's Wally West. Yes. 
you know what? Oh my gosh. Yes. That is a perfect analogy. That's probably why I like him. So, cause he, he has his own self doubt. Cause he yep. always feels like he, he can't feel his father's shoes, which is very similar to Wally. He cracks a lot of jokes. He does. Man. He's charismatic. I can see that. I can see that. I just hope whatever they do. Well, sir, you don't I, have I, to I mean, write I Clark out. Heaven... You could have him still be in the universe. Um, because there's this really great... I don't know if you guys have been up to date on Kal-El. But I think it was issue 16 or something. Um, it's right after the end of the World World, World Saga when Clark is coming back and John is like, I used to listen out for his heartbeat and his heartbeat, hearing his heartbeat on earth always used to make me feel safe. And he flies up and he goes, I hear a sound and flies up and runs straight into Clark's arms. That could be your reveal that Henry Cavill is still Clark Kent. Cause you could have him be off. He's just been away on world world for two phases of a cinematic universe. Guys, yeah. I have a better idea. I have a better idea. I saw idea you bring it out. To bring Henry Cavill back. I have a better idea, and I just thought about it. Actually, I'm not going to say it's a better idea. It's just another idea. It's another drop in the pond. And that's Infinite Crisis. Oof. Because the main point of Infinite Crisis is because you have the Earth 2 heroes mad that their universe got wiped away. And what's about to happen? The Snyderverse is going to get wiped away so you can mm. have henry cavill play the earth 2 superman and have whoever play the new one and that way we can bring in superboy prime this would be this would be on the level of infinity war in endgame and i think people would really really like it and you can also mix some elements of crisis on infinite earths in it so basically just build do up. crisis and Infinite Crisis. And, and with how many tie-in issues are in that story, like, you've got all your build-up movies and shows built into the story already. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can have some good Blue Beetle yeah. stuff. Some good, uh... I mean, except for, you know, him getting bow. But, um... You know, some, <laughs> <laughs> some good, uh... <laughs> you never really heard it referred to quite like that? Uh, the uh, elegant uh, wedding. You got bow. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, let, let, let's just hope there's no Maxwell Lord, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, but yeah, I think, I think that would be, I don't know. I think that would be good too, but for sure. Who knows? I don't work for DC, so. All right. Well, I think that is about all the time we have for tonight, guys. Um, Real quick, everybody, before we sign off, I do want to let you guys know that, once again, you have been listening to the official Crossover Comics podcast. Be sure to check us out on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, pretty much everywhere you can find us. Crossover Comics is there. Also, check out Color Break. Check out the new show coming very or that's just started on Crossover Comics Network. Eric, A-Rock, a- is that how you pronounce it? A-Rock Public a- Radio? A-Rock. A Rock, okay. A Rock Public from a, Radio. I'm a, I'm from I will get the pronunciation correct next time. Don't worry, everybody. <laughs> and then our good buddy here, Alex, who we've already been talking with today, has a new podcast coming out soon called Amalgam Talks. Also, be sure to check out my online comic book shop, Crossover, or I'm sorry, ColumbusUndergroundComics.com, and check out NerdInitiative.com for all the latest nerdy news, interviews, reviews, and more. You guys got anything you want to plug? <laughs> or did I already plug everything? Uh, Yes, I would like to plug um, uh, Welcome to the Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Oh, uh, no, never mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, guys, I, <laughs> I guess let me just sign myself off, I guess. Um, again, everyone, you can find me, Lonebox underscore entertainment on TikTok and Instagram, uh, mostly on TikTok because who cares for just photos, you know? like videos and stuff uh yeah and this has been fun i just want to say this has been great i really enjoyed myself this episode so yeah yeah for sure 100 percent. and then uh bird boy grayson aka alex where can they find you at online um i do have an instagram but i don't use it so i'm just not gonna plug it um 
So I'm just going to plug my main TikTok, Bird Boy Grayson. Um, that, that's where I do my thing. Um, I'm literally basically known as the comic talk live guy at this point. Cause I'm always live. Um, but yeah, you're, yeah, you're that, the nerd therapist, right? I'm the nerd therapist. <laughs> the nerd therapist. Um, but yeah, that's where people can find oh, me. Longbox, have TikTok. you not been in any of his morning lives before? Yes, I have actually. People do be oversharing. Yeah, that was people get way too deep on that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah, guys. So anyway, we will see you guys again on week. Well, no, two weeks from the release of this podcast because we are every other Friday. As always, everybody be safe, be kind, and take it easy. <laughs>